Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. Right here on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network. ClevelandSportsFan.com Check out the website. Apple Podcast, Red Circle, all that. Check out the Facebook page, Cleveland Sports Fan Facebook page. Did I mention the website? ClevelandSportsFan.com Your Burley Gunner merch is ready to be purchased and worn. You're welcome. Where do I begin? What, I mean, what, I mean, seriously, where am I supposed to begin? What a weekend. What a hell of a weekend. That was arguably the best weekend of football that I've ever seen. Sunday was by far the best back-to-back football games that I've ever seen in my life. I mean, that's set in stone. You had some upsets. Every single game went down to the last play. Three of them were game-winning field goals on the road by visiting kickers. Shout out Cleveland. You might want to look at a kicker in the the first round of the draft. I mean, I, I really didn't think... I thought, like, the whole weekend... I've said, okay, this is how we're going to start the Burley Gunner Show. And then something else happened. Okay, this is how we're going to start the Burley Gunner Show. And then Tom Brady was, okay, this is how we're going to start the Burley Gunner Show. Rodgers, oh, this is how. And then the Chiefs, I don't know where to begin. I'm going to start with this. Over the weekend, I got the privilege, the honor to sit in the broadcast booth with my partner, Mitch Bala. As we got to cover a hell of a game in the ABA, a top 25 matchup between the number four ranked Chicago Fury, who came in and, and, you know, they flexed their muscles and they took it to the Burning River Buckets. They beat them by seven points, uh, 122 to 115. Um, That was their first win under double digits. So shout out to the Buckets for making that one a close one. Uh, at one point in the game, they were down like 19 points, fought all the way back. It was a hell of a game, a pleasure to watch. Chicago really has energy. They really have a really good team, and they were, they were fun to watch, fun to call a game. And the Burning River Buckets, um, who are still inside the top 25, they dropped to number 25, uh, which I I disagree with. I think you, you go at home and, and you take – on the best team in the ABA, a team who's only lost one time. All of their games have come by double-digit victories. They're scoring 140 points, 150 points a game, 
and, and the buckets held them to 122. And, and really, it was a, a barn burner of a game. It could have went either way. And we, we, Mitch and I left there thinking, well, the buckets can win. The buckets are hanging with the big dogs, and the buckets could beat this team. So again, I just wanted to come on here and show my appreciation for the Burning River Buckets um, in their first year as a franchise, um, taking me on uh, with Mitch Bala in the broadcast booth. Really, uh, I love doing it. I love being in the booth, but more importantly, I just love being a part of this team, this franchise, this organization. It's so fun. Hard, um, tough loss over the weekend. Really wish we could have got that one, but you know, it, it, it's it's not so much about that as it is the family that the Buckets have created and, and the camaraderie and just everything, the drive, the passion that everybody in the organization has. So again, tough loss for the Buckets over the weekend against number four Chicago Fury, but a hell of a game and, and, and a very proud to call myself a bucket, and I, I say that with a lot of pride. <clears throat> While that game was going on, the Cincinnati Bengals went on the road and they beat the Tennessee Titans. I actually watched the game-winning field goal um, in the first quarter of the Buckets game, delivered by uh, Evan McPherson. And after the game, whenever I saw what Evan McPherson said was just kind of remarkable. You got to You've got a rookie kicker who is telling the placeholder before he even kicks the ball, well, it looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game. What? You're the Bengals. You're not supposed to go to the AFC Championship game. You never go to the AFC Championship game. You're never even good. you got a rookie kicker, trots on the field, tells his placeholder, well, it looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game, and then he absolutely drilled it. I mean, man. The Browns went 2-0 against the Cincinnati Bengals. 2-0. Now, I get it. One of them, uh, Joe Burrow, didn't play. But Baker didn't play that game either. One thing that the Bengals have that the Browns don't have, and I didn't really think that this was huge, but now that I watched the playoffs over the weekend, it's, it's absolutely huge. The Browns need to get a kicker. The Browns need to not only get a kicker, the Browns need to draft. A kicker. The Browns should probably invest in drafting the number one rated kicker in, I'd say, the fourth round? Third round? You're calling me crazy. But I don't see... there. I mean, other than the receivers, we could add some receivers, which is, you know, expected to do in free agency and in the draft in the first round or the second round or whatever. But you've got to get a kicker. That's the only thing holding you back from Cincinnati. I mean, Evan McPherson absolutely drilled that kick in a, in a clutch spot. You're on the road against the number one seed. The back's against the wall. No one gives you a chance. Everyone said, oh, you won your playoff game against the Raiders. You're done. And they are going to the AFC Championship game, and they're going to play the team that they beat to clinch the division, the Chiefs. We'll talk about the Chiefs. Don't worry. We'll get into the Chiefs and the Bills. Browns, you have nothing but, you should feel nothing but pain and utter disgust. You should, it just should not sit well with you right now 
that the Cincinnati Bengals, who allowed nine sacks on Joe Burrow on Saturday in Tennessee, they are going to the AFC Championship game. One year after you were a game away from being in the AFC Championship game against the Bills, you now get to see Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals take on the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. They made it one step further than you did in half of the time. Baker has been in the league for four full years now. Okay? Joe Burrow, this is his second. His first fully healthy. Not only did they have a dominant offense, not only did they win a home playoff game, got a chance to host it because they won the division, They are going to the AFC Championship game one step further than you made at Cleveland last year in half of the time. With polar opposite offensive line. Let me ask you a question. What if if the Bengals had the Browns offensive line? (gasps) They would, they would win the Super Bowl. I'm convinced that they would win the Super Bowl if they had the Browns' offensive line. Are they screwed? Probably. Are they going to get by the Chiefs? Mm, I don't think so. If they do, though, then they're absolutely screwed. Because you're going to go up against the Rams or the 49ers. Potentially, if you were to upset the Chiefs again, you're going to go up against... To one one of two of the best pass rushes in all of the National Football League. Tennessee doesn't have a great pass rush. They got nine sacks. Nine. Sacked Burrow nine times. Cleveland, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? The Bengals, in two years, did what you couldn't do in four years. I thought it was a good game. I thought the Bengals, um, I thought they took it to them. I thought it went exactly the way that I thought it was going to go. The Bengals, you know, they get off to a lead. And, you know, Tennessee is just, I mean, Ryan Tannehill is just not the guy to to bring you back in the playoffs. That's just, he's just not. Stop trying to convince yourself that Ryan Tannehill is one of the top quarterbacks in the league. He's not. Out of all the quarterbacks in the National Football League, I could argue that he's the worst. In the playoffs, excuse me. Not the worst in the National Football League. In the playoffs. Like from the start. Not just now. From the start. Derek Carr. I like Derek. Joe Burrow. I obviously like Burrow. Uh, Mac Jones. Eh, That could be a toss-up, but under the situation that he's in, I'll take Mac Jones. Josh Allen. We're obviously taking Allen over over Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Hmm. Asterix. Dak Prescott, we're taking Dak. Uh, Big Ben. I mean, yeah, Big Ben. If you put Big Ben on the Titans, I don't know that they lose that game. Maybe. 
Stafford, Kyler Murray, I mean, Mahomes. Ryan Tannehill is probably the worst, if not the second or third worst quarterback that started the playoffs. Everyone's shocked that they lost as the one seed, the most fraudulent one seed I've ever seen. They play in the worst division in football. The worst division in football. All right, they won 12 games. They lost, their, their, their five losses were to the Cardinals. They lost to the Jets. They lost to Houston. They lost to Pittsburgh. I mean, I you can't make this up. Lose to the Bengals. Probably the most fraudulent number one seed in the last decade, at least. I know you don't want to hear that. I know Titans fans and, you know, people who support the Titans all season long, they don't want to hear that. It's the bottom line. You didn't deserve a one seed. You just got beat by the Cincinnati Bengals. With who, who you, you sacked their quarterback nine times. Couldn't win the game. So, I don't really want to hear about Number one team in the AFC, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry's back. Was Derrick Henry back? Are you sure? Positive? Like this weekend? He rushed for 62 yards. His longest was nine. Averaged three yards a carry. Titans still the best team in the AFC? I don't think so. You know, um, if you're a Browns fan, and uh, more than 50% of you listening are, <clears throat> right here on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com. Thanks for choosing the Burley Gunner Show again. Um, Browns fans, you could, I did at least, you could translate... Every single game that happened this weekend of the divisional round and think about it and, and, and make it a Browns topic. I just did it with the Bengals. Obviously, that's the, that's the give me. That's your, that, that's your division. That's who won the division that you were supposed to win. The team that was projected the least amount of wins at the beginning of the season. Oh, So, yeah, I, I mean, that's the give me. But the other three games... I'm watching as a Browns fan, and I'm just thinking about the Browns. I'm just thinking about the Browns. And then you get to the Bucks, and Odell is on the opposite team, and he's playing for the Rams, and everyone said he's washed, and everyone said he's sucked, and everyone said he's a one-catch wonder. Well... I hate to break it to you, Cleveland, and I hate to break it to you, Odell Beckham Jr. haters out there, but eh, he's kind of good. Like, he's he's damn good. He's really good. He's still really, really good. He is making – he had six catches for 69 yards, and, and that is, like, so – that stat line is so disrespectful to what he actually meant to this team – against the Bucks over the weekend. He caught a touchdown the week before. You're you're talking about 
a guy who still has speed, still has balance, still has hands. The bottom line is, Cleveland, you were using him wrong. You were using Odell wrong. And that's just the bottom line. Now he's in the playoffs. He's in the NFC Championship game. One win away from going to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Now, what's Cleveland's biggest problem right now? Everyone talking about it. Receiver. How the hell can that be? Two years ago, I stated that this was the greatest receiving core in the National Football League. Now, two years later, we need receivers. People are calling for us to draft two, not one, two receivers in the draft. With, with top picks? How? How? Why? Why is that? Why is that the case? We'll get back to it. Because, uh, again, all of these games, I, I'm sitting as a Browns fan, and I'm just, I'm having fun watching these games, but man, I want to be there. But then I think to myself, well, if we are there, are we just going to get rolled? Is Tom Brady done? That's what everyone, that's what I've been hearing. Is Tom Brady done? Is is, is he going to retire? The answer is no. No. Uh Uh-uh. You kidding me? 100% false. No. Is there snow on the ground right now? Yes, there is. That's how confident I am that he's not going to retire. Come on. You think that guy is going to... And everyone says, well, what does he have to prove? What what more does he have to prove? Do yourself a favor. I've talked about this before. I don't know what you're you're doing. If you're listening to me, then good for you. Um, better yourself, go watch Man in the Arena, okay? Man in the Arena, the Tom Brady documentary. Wow. Man. I thought, I like, I I thought the last dance was great. Wow. This, this, this tops the last dance. Yes, it should. Because when you think about it, who's the greatest of all time when it comes to athletes? Tom Brady, not Michael Jordan. You think Tom Brady, Tom Brady is not Michael Jordan, okay? Michael Jordan would have, Michael Jordan would have walked away from the NBA had he have not won the finals in his last year. He still would have walked away from the NBA. Tom Brady's not, Tom Brady's not like that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say for sure 100% Tom Brady will win another Super Bowl and then retire. I'm not saying that, but he's definitely going to try. Okay? He's not he just won the Super Bowl last year. Okay? You and he was in the playoffs this year. It's not like we saw a cliff where there was no cliff. 
Okay, the cliff that was supposed to happen like seven years ago, still haven't seen that. So to say that Tom Brady is just going to walk away, retire, no. Do I think Tom Brady is the guy who is going to have his big announcement before the season? Maybe, maybe not. He he definitely could come on the podium after a, a you know after a loss, a win, and say that he's going to retire. I'm not saying that. Uh, what I'm saying is he ain't retiring this year. He'll be back next year in a Bucks uniform. You but you what a, that is. The, the most absurd thing that I've ever heard in my life. All these rumors after the game. And, I, and, I, and they caught me off guard because I'm like, Are you, what? No. No, 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 no. He's not retiring. Tom Brady's going to play until Tom Brady can't play anymore. Okay? He was just in the divisional round of the playoffs, let a comeback, and lost by three points. Should have been an overtime game. Tom Brady probably thought that he was booking... Um, well, it would have been a home game, but Tom Brady was assuming that he was hosting the NFC Championship game. And then Matthew Stafford made a hell of a throw to Cooper Cup and spiked it, and I'm happy for him because that is so cool. I was so pumped up for Matthew Stafford when that happened, but man, the, you don't you don't just go from uh, one second, you come back, you tie the game, I'm going to the NFC Championship game to, oh, 30 seconds later, I'm going to retire. You're nuts. You're absolutely nuts. He's not going anywhere. He's coming back, and they're going to do what they can. It's probably not going to be the same exact team because they ran it back this year. Um, but listen, they're going to be fine. The offensive line is 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 amazing. Okay, it, it held up all throughout the whole entire season. I get it. It was banged up, beat up through the um, the po- the postseason. And the Rams was like a very bad matchup for that offensive line. But listen, that Tom Brady ain't going anywhere. With those weapons, with that line, no, he ain't going nowhere. I would say at least two more years. If he wins it next year, we he might say see you later. Because I do think that Tom Brady wants to leave on a good note. But Tom Brady also might think, well, I just won the Super Bowl and we've got these guys locked up for X amount more years. I might try to go win another one because that's how psycho he is in a good way. I'm telling you, man in the arena, you have to watch it. You have to. I've watched every episode twice already. I watch it and then, you know, when I'm kind of bored and I'm like, oh man, because you got to wait a week. They drop once a week. So I'm I'm the type of guy that I just wish I could binge watch the whole entire thing. You know, all every episode back to back to back to back to back to back to back. All that. So I'm telling you, it's it's educational. Really is. Make, make, make you a better person. Make you a better person. It's so ironic right now. I'm I'm talking about the goat and I'm sipping um some sprite. Out of my Hall of Fame cup. Straight from uh, Canton. I could see it out my window. Anyway. Oh, that was a great game, by the way. Hell of a game. And... Then we get to the, uh, the Chiefs. And the Bills. And, you know, as a, again, Browns fan, you're watching that 
And all you can think is, can we compete with this? Do we have the right guy to compete? Do we? Could, could, could the Browns, led by Baker Mayfield, score two touchdowns with your backs against the wall at Arrowhead with under two minutes to go in the football game? I'm going to have to say no. Well, could we be proven wrong? Absolutely. Hope, hope I am. As of right now, I don't think so. I watched the Browns with more than two minutes. Couldn't score one touchdown with your backs against the wall at Arrowhead in the playoffs. With the, with the rights to go to the AFC Championship game. So now you got to sit here and think. Was that was that the greatest game I've ever seen? Yeah. Yeah. Whoo! I had so much fun watching that. I've actually rewatched it the last the last 2 minutes of the football game including overtime was a grand total of about 30 minutes. I've watched it 3 or 4 times. Was that fun? Yes. Yes. Was that the greatest football game of all time? Yes. I think so. I mean, what what happened in the last two minutes of that game, I've never seen before. I've never seen it before. I thought the Bucks rams game was going to be the greatest game of the year. I said, oh, this is arguably going to be the greatest game of the year. And then the Bills and Chiefs immediately afterward play the greatest game in NFL history. That's my take. That's my opinion on that. Was that fun? Yeah. For a, as a football fan, I had fun. Okay? Cuz I still I I still am a football fan. All right? But I'm also a Browns fan. And it wasn't very fun to watch. The Browns fan in me kept saying this Really, really sucks. One, you feel like you should be there because in week number one on the Burley Gunner show, I specifically said I want the Chiefs to beat the Browns. I want it to be a close game. Give me a Browns early lead. Patrick Mahomes magic. Set the tone for the whole season. We didn't even make the freaking playoffs. We're supposed to be in that game. We were that should have been us. That should have been us beating the Titans. That should have been us beating Kansas City or, or excuse me, trying to beat Kansas City. 13 seconds left. Nope. I don't ever want to hear the game is over again. 13 seconds left. Patrick Mahomes after already having to go down the field and score previously, the Bills take the lead again. You've seen it. You've probably watched it three times over just like me. But all I could think of as a Browns fan is, could we compete with this? Could we? If Chad Henney didn't have to come in the game last year, would they would have they rolled us, wouldn't they? Am I am I naive 
for making excuses that the reason Baker Mayfield wasn't very good this year was because he was hurt? Still up in the air on that one. I'm not going to lie to you. Because last year, he was damn good. There's a... It's not so much it's not so much a Baker thing as it is just a Browns offense thing. This is a passing league. And we're and we're a running offense. The the Bills and the Chiefs have two quarterbacks who look like the next coming of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. And the Browns are trying to perfect the running game. I don't know. I don't know. I think if you're going to do that, you have to have an elite passer. And I'm sorry, whether he's 100% healthy or not, Baker Mayfield is not an elite passer. Is he? Did he do his job last year? Do I think he's more than than a game manager? Yes. I do. I do. Okay? But he's not an elite passer. Imagine Josh Allen, 6'5", 200 and... Imagine that with a rocket ship of an arm. That's how you... uh, 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 I spin it. Buffalo would love to have Cleveland's running game. Are you serious? They would love it because it would make Josh Allen 10 times better. The Browns are trying to be the best running team in the league and they're going up against an AFC that is just flourishing in the passing game. These young quarterbacks and their young quarterbacks aren't going anywhere. They're flourishing. Justin Herbert, I know he didn't make the playoffs, but high-powered offense, uh, great passer, mobile, Joe Burrow, first full-year healthy, AFC championship game, turns Jamar Chase into arguably the best receiver in football this year. You've got Patrick Mahomes and, 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 and Josh Allen, dueling it out in the greatest game ever. And you're a running team. You want to run the football. Hey, props to Stefanski because there was a lot of bitching going on this year in the Twitter sphere about how they don't run as much. Props to Stefanski. At least he understands can't just you, you can't just be a, a, a we're the oh you can't just say we're the greatest running team in the league yeah we're gonna win the Super Bowl yeah it doesn't work like that now <clears throat> as I transition into the final game well it wasn't the final game but I'm talking about it last on the Burley Gunner show Aaron Rodgers thought there was no way in hell he would lose at home even though he's like five and four at home in the playoffs, favored in like ninety percent of those games. Man. <clears throat> Green Bay, what the hell are you doing? 
like the Indianapolis Colts, who completely wasted and tarnished Peyton Manning. You completely tarnished Aaron Rodgers. You never you never helped him. You never got him what he needed. And it's not just their fault. I have my problems with Aaron Rodgers too. But Green Bay never helped him out. They drafted Jordan Love when they're trying. So the Packers, who are constantly in the playoffs, constantly winning their division, draft Jordan Love a couple of years ago. Instead of drafting, you know, say another receiver or or a great running back or a cornerback or let's help the defense out. Now, even though this was probably the best defense that Aaron's had since the Super Bowl that he won, I just still think that it's just over in Green Bay. He's leaving. He's gone. Okay. And again, all I could think of when I was watching that game, man. If if Aaron Rodgers, if if this was the Browns with Aaron Rodgers, it's it's not even close. It's not even close. The the Packers are Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers. That's what they are. What is your biggest problem? In the offseason, Cleveland, you could solve it with one phone call. One simple call to Aaron Rodgers' agent and asking him how much money it's going to cost to come play football in Cleveland. And I don't want to hear this crap about how you can't tarnish the future. What future? What future? We've been talking about the future for 30 years here in Cleveland. What future? You got an opportunity to go get Aaron Rodgers? I don't give a damn if it costs $50 million. You'll have most of your team intact next year and the year after that. Miles Garrett is here for, for, for four more years. Okay? At least. You bring Aaron Rodgers in, you go to the Super Bowl, and you win it. What did the Rams do? They went out, they got rid of Jared Goff after he was in the Super Bowl, drafted the number one overall pick. They moved off of him. Eh, not good enough. Let's go get Matthew Stafford. Guess what? Back in the NFC Championship game. Just beat Tom Brady. What are you going to do, Cleveland? What are you going to do? Receivers the biggest problem? Is the quarterback the biggest problem? See, it seems like they go hand in hand, don't they? If you put Aaron Rodgers, if you cloned Aaron Rodgers, you put one of them on the Packers, you put one of them on the Browns, the Browns roll them. Why do I know that? Because the Browns lost by two points to that same Packers team with Baker Mayfield, who played his worst game as a Cleveland Brown. They lost by two points. You put Aaron Rodgers on that team, don't even matter if Aaron cloned is on the Packers, you're still going to roll him. So you clone Aaron Rodgers. You put one of Aaron on the Pittsburgh Steelers. You put one of Aaron on the Cleveland Browns. 
the Browns sweep the Steelers. 2-0. Um, you put, let's go and put Aaron Rodgers on the Las Vegas Raiders, and then we'll put cloned Aaron Rodgers on the Cleveland Browns. Browns rolling. Browns are the best team in football if they had Aaron Rodgers. Browns are in the AFC Championship game this year if they had Aaron Rodgers. It's not hard. It's not complicated. Is this a dream? Maybe. Possibly. Is it going to happen? Probably not. I'm just telling you that if it did, that this is how it would go. The Browns would be in the Super Bowl. There There would be no question about it. Patrick Mahomes would not survive. Josh Allen would not survive. They would be here longer than Aaron Rodgers would be here, but that's fine. We'd get our Super Bowl, and we would be just as happy as hell, okay? There's no future. What future? Stop. Stop trying to tell me that if you paid all this money to Aaron Rodgers, you're going to mess up the the camaraderie in the the locker room, and it's going to mess everything up, and you're not going to be able to keep Jarvis Landry, and you're not going to be able to keep guys in the locker room like Denzel Ward throughout the next five years. What future? What are you talking about? What? I mean, if if you don't even have your quarterback right, you haven't in the last 30 years, what are you talking about? Are there guys in the locker room who questioned Baker Mayfield? That's not good. That's not good. That's not a good thing. I'm not trying to sound like Baker Hater. I still support him. I want him to come back next year um, if if Aaron Rodgers is not an option. But but listen, the Browns could do it. The Browns could absolutely do it. Don't give me this crap either about how Aaron Rodgers would not want to play for the Browns. Why? Green Bay, he loves it. He, he loves the quiet cold. He stated it before that he, it doesn't bother him that there's nothing to do in Green Bay. He says because it's football season. If he wants to go do something, he does it in the offseason. It's cold there. He doesn't bitch. He doesn't complain. He's played his whole career there. Why would he complain about going to Cleveland? I could be wrong about that. If I, I, I could... I could if I saw Aaron Rodgers right now and asked him, do you want to go to Cleveland? He could very easily say... Uh, No, absolutely. I would never go to Cleveland. Why would I do that? Hell no. I'm just telling you, if he wants a ring, a Super Bowl, don't go to Pittsburgh. Don't go to Vegas. Come on. At least go to the 49ers. That would make sense. That's like the only team that makes sense over the Browns. But then he's still in the NFC. And he still has to go up against Tom Brady. Now he's in the same division as the Rams. Like, no. The Browns is the best fit for Aaron Rodgers. That is it. I've said this probably every episode for the last five weeks. I don't care. It is the best fit for Cleveland. It's the best fit for Rodgers. It's the best fit for the National Football League. The Browns would get a Super Bowl out of it. Okay? You might think that I'm nuts. I don't care. The Cleveland Browns, whether it comes true or not, they would win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. The best offensive line in the game, the best running game in the league, and they would have a quarterback. 
to balance it. You can't be the best running team in the league, but not able to throw the ball in key situations, in big moments. Josh Allen, two touchdowns in under two minutes. Completed countless third and fourth downs. There was the they clicking, firing on all cylinders, okay? They don't have a running game. Imagine if they had the Browns running game. Or imagine if the Browns had Josh Allen. We'll ha- again, we'll have to see. I'm not... I'm not turning on Baker. I know I've said multiple times his injury is the reason he played so poorly. But with the way that the Browns offense is supposed to run, I'm not sure that they could have done what the Bills and the Chiefs did. And why does that matter? Because they're the same age as Baker Mayfield and they are in the same damn conference. They're going to be around for a very long time. In fact, Baker Mayfield lost to Justin Herbert this year. He hasn't yet beat Patrick Mahomes. Um, he owns Joe Burrow, but that's just because the Browns' defensive line is just a total mismatch to the Bengals' offensive line. Okay, And he is 1-0 against Josh Allen, I do believe. But that was the Freddie Bathrooms era. I can't even really count that because every... Every freaking win, loss, didn't matter, fluke, season, don't care. Don't even remind me of that blasphemy of a year. All right, let's switch over to uh, the NBA. We don't do much NBA on the Burley Gunner Show, but we're going to talk NBA. And we're not, we're not talking the Cavs. Um, Cavs are 29 and 19, a game and a half out of first place. I don't want to talk about them right now. <clears throat> I want to talk about the Lakers. 23 and 24. A week ago on this show, I said, eh, they'll be in the playoffs. They will be. They will be. LeBron will get them there. LeBron will figure out a way for the Lakers to get in the playoffs. Yeah, they will be. Um, currently, you have Minnesota, the seventh seed, 23-23. and 23. They're technically a half game ahead of the Lakers. And they'll, they'll get ahead of the T-Wolves. But, man, Phoenix, Golden State. Utah, Memphis, Dallas, Denver. How are they going to beat this, uh, these teams in the in the playoffs? I mean, what? Why did they think that this was a good plan? Why did LeBron and the Lakers believe that bringing in Russell Westbrook, who's a ball dominant, needs to have it in his hands, drive to the cup, kick it to a, a wing? For a three type of player, I mean, he's he's essentially a mini LeBron. I mean, he, it, it is as far as what they are asked to do and what they do as basketball players. He doesn't have a great outside three. Okay, he he gets to the rim very very well. But why do you need that? Why did they need that? I don't think Russell Westbrook is a bad, is a bad player. I think if you put him um, on, you know. Another team, I'm not going to sit here and, and speculate which ones, but if you put him on another team that works and fits his play, it's just not the Lakers. Um, Ramona Shelburne from ESPN reported today that there's no plan B for Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. They're stuck inside their own grand experiment. Okay. 
Um, so not only do they know now it's not a good option, but they now know, um, it's, it's, it was, it was just never going to work. You, there's nobody on this team who can hit a three ball. I mean, are there, is there anybody, anyone? It's a three league. We just talked about this with the Browns being in a passing league, trying to be a run game. They're trying to be dominant down low, and they're not even doing it. This is a three-ball league, and you are sitting in the West with Golden State, Phoenix, who light it up from deep, and you're the Los Angeles Lakers, and you've got a bunch of guys that can get to the rim, no one to kick it to when they double you. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. Anthony Davis has been practically irrelevant other than the bubble, pretty much. I mean, what do you... They're, they're on the road for a, a tough stretch. Listen to this. They're, so they're 23 and 24. You might think it's getting better. It's not. They, they go to Brooklyn. Then they're at Philly, at the Hornets, at the Hawks. Then they come home uh, to play the Trailblazers. Then they get the Clippers, the Knicks, the Bucks, the Blazers again, the Warriors, the Jazz, the Clippers. I mean, the, the, the easy part of the schedule is over. In March, they get the Mavericks uh, at home. They, they get the, the Clippers. They get the Warriors again, the Spurs. Finally, you get the Rockets. That's not until March 9th. Wizards. And then the Suns again. Raptors. T-Wolves. Probably be a meaningful game. Uh, Raptors, Wizards, at Cleveland. That won't be easy. I, I mean, seriously. What, 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 what were they thinking? You can't get... You can't just bring in Russell Westbrook and do, and ask him to do the same things LeBron does. And he's 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 out of control. He's completely out of control. He reminds me of he reminds me of Tom Holland in Spider-Man when he steals the when he steals the uh Audi from Flash. Driving it around, doesn't know doesn't know how to control it. It's what Russ is. Running up and down the court, doesn't know how to control the offense, and that's the problem. He's not the one who needs to control the offense. That's LeBron's job. So what is so now you're asking Russell Westbrook to do what exactly? Stand in the corner and and and, and go thirty percent from three? I, it just doesn't make sense. It, it didn't make sense from the jump. It didn't make sense from the jump. As soon as it happened, they got Russ. I said, wow. You serious? Are you kidding me? Russell Westbrook, how does he fit on the Lakers? He don't. They would have. They, they were better off trying to go get another big and do what the Cavs are doing. That's that was their bet. That that was their best bet right there. They were better off trading for Jared Allen. Seriously, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit. It doesn't work. And they're going to make the playoffs because they have LeBron. But this ain't this ain't the year. They're not going to win the finals. I'm starting to believe that. And I never believe that. You, 
try convincing me in the middle of the season, in the middle of January, when LeBron's 500, that he can't win the finals. It doesn't happen too often. Normally, I'm st- I'm willing to go up to bat for LeBron to go to the finals and win it. I don't think the I don't think they have a chance this year. I don't think they have a shot to beat Golden State. I don't even think they have a chance to beat Phoenix. You're talking about teams who are lighting it up from deep. What are the late? Who shoots threes on the Lakers? Ask yourself. Ask yourself. Who shoots threes on the Lakers? I mean, LeBron, yeah. But that's not LeBron's game. That's not his game. Who who shoots the ball? Avery Bradley? Their last game. Okay, listen listen to the, the stat line for their last game against Miami. Avery Bradley, four of nine from three. Okay? That was the only one. Trevor Ariza, 0 for 5. Russell Westbrook, 0 for 3. LeBron, 1 for 8. Mello, 2 for 5. Uh, Wayne Ellington, 1 for 2. Malik Monk, 1 for 4. Horton Tucker, 1 for 2. You're telling me that they had to get Carmelo Anthony to be the guy to hit the second most threes? What about the game before? Against the Magic. Check out the stat line. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, 4 for 5. Stanley Johnson, 3 for 4. Avery Bradley, 2 for 3. Russ, 0 for 1. LeBron, 2 for 7. See, that's it. that shows you right there. LeBron James is shooting too many threes, and, and no one else is. Again, Carmelo Anthony, four for five. You had to go get Carmelo Anthony to be your three-point guy? Hmm? Melo? Come on. Come on. The It, it is completely... Disp- it's disgusting. I don't want to think about it. The fact is that this should be Chris Paul. Okay, I'm just going to say it. This should be Chris frickin' Paul instead of Russell frickin' Westbrook. The banana boat. You remember? You remember? Never got that. We never did. We got LeBron and D-Wade, but we never got... We were supposed to get... When when LeBron was in Cleveland, the, the, for about... For, for one offseason, it was, it was... We were thinking maybe, just maybe... D-Wade and Mello and Chris Paul were all going to come to Cleveland. Well, in exchange, we got freaking um, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, It's unfortunate, too, because this is probably the most fun NBA regular season that there has been. And yet LeBron is just, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why, because LeBron's not dominating it. Maybe that's why. I don't know. So the Brooklyn Nets, they got Kyrie Irving back. Um, this is this happened a couple of weeks ago. We haven't talked about it yet. Uh, you, you probably know this. If you don't know the NBA, you'll probably find this funny. Um, Kyrie Irving's only playing road games right now. Because the whole vaccine thing, he doesn't want to get, he won't get vaxxed, he can't play in New York, he can't play in Brooklyn. So, 
Kyrie, and I, I mentioned this um, not on the show but elsewhere um, this past week, and st- we'll kind of stick with the with the Lakers. Kyrie doesn't make sense for the Brooklyn Nets anymore. I mean, he really he just really doesn't. They don't really. I mean, he he shoots threes, but so does KD. So does Harden. Uh, Harden handles the ball just fine. Um, Harden is essentially a shooting guard when when Durant's bringing the ball up, so he really doesn't need to be there. And the fact that he's only playing in home games, will that change by the time the playoffs? Probably something will happen. I Whether he'll go get a vaccine card from Antonio Brown or or whatever. The bottom line is, isn't it inevitable that at least it should be experimented that Kyrie Irving for Russell Westbrook is just a done deal trade. Now I know that's, I know what you're gonna say. Well, he, well then Kyrie would not be able to play home games in LA just without thinking about the vaccine, without COVID and all that. Just pretend that wasn't here. Well, don't you think that would make sense? I mean, don't you think that would make a lot of freaking sense? Kyrie Irving going to the Lakers, joining up with LeBron, with AD. I mean, that was the super team that we were supposed to have in Cleveland. A lot of rumors that AD was supposed to come to Cleveland. Never happened. Never did. Shame. But you put Kyrie with those two, and now you got a little bit of it. Because Kyrie's an outside shot. Kyrie's a two guard. I've said this since 2004 forever since he came in the league he's a two guard he's a not a point guard he's a two actually i'm not the one who started that trend actually i gotta give props to my my former buddy uh in broadcasting school kyle cornell he got me on that train hope you're doing well and like i think he's in like north dakota freezing his ass off in the snow uh anyway the uh and then you would have J- uh, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and then Russell Westbrook, all three back together. I mean, you, you c- come on. We can move past the KD hates Russ thing. I think that was a little bit of a show for, you know, just for, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was, it's over with. It's done. Can we just have that? Am I, am I nuts for that? That's what I just wanted to share with you. I wanted to share the fact that I think Russell Westbrook for Kyrie Irving should be a done deal. The the, the teams don't even have to uh, agree to the trade. Adam Silver should just force trade Russell Westbrook to Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving to L.A. As a basketball fan, I would love it. Now, before we end the show, as a baseball fan, I have something that I'd like to share with you. There was a report by Jeff Passan on ESPN um, earlier this morning stating the facts that Barry Bonds might Barry Bonds might miss the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds might not be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. The guy who holds the home run record hit the most home runs in the history of the Major Leagues. Not going to be a Hall of Famer. Now, I I I I was gonna go on and, and talk about the resume and the career and everything I thought about Barry. I'm not. Because I'm gonna let this play out. And I'm gonna see for myself if we get Barry Bonds into the Hall of Fame. But he absolutely should be. 
He absolutely deserves to be. He should. He was a Hall of Famer. Stephen A. Smith said this. He was a Hall of Famer before steroids. He didn't need steroids. Was it a mistake? Yes. Steroids helped him hit the ball 500 feet rather than 400 feet. And along with Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, are, those two are arguably the greatest baseball players of the history of the majors. You want you want to keep the home run king out of the out of the Hall of Fame? Bad move. Bad move. And well, I'm not going to like I said, I'm not going to speak much into it. Hopefully, I can come on here one day and talk about, wow, thank goodness Barry Bonds is going to the Hall of Fame. I hope. I sure 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 hope. Because if not, that is the biggest crime in the history of the MLB. More so than the Houston Astros stealing a freaking World Series from every all, all 29 other teams. It's a crime. And I just wanted to share that. Again, we'll see. We'll see what, what the, the voters decide to do. If Barry Bonds... Ends up in the Hall of Fame or not. We'll see. Nope. Sounds like my cue. You hear that? I heard that. Talk to you next week on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network. ClevelandSportsFan.com, Apple Podcasts, and Red Circle. Make sure to check out the Cleveland Sports Fan Facebook page. We'll see you next week. Burley Gunner Show.